messages, let's talk about Jesus. Because <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Amen. You know, uh, Christmas is not a coincidence that it fell on a Sunday. It should always, if you ask me. Amen. Because Christ is the head of the church. Amen. And so we need to talk about Jesus more, not because it's Christmas today, but because Jesus is the head of the church, it's his church. You know, this is his day every day. Every Sunday is his day. Every day is his day if you're in him. Amen. And so we need to talk about him all the time. But, you know, it's, it's funny that most churches don't talk about him. Amen. No, they don't talk about him. They talk about everything but Jesus. Amen. <laughs> oh, you know, I understand why Jesus kicked over the money table in the church. Because the other things start to be more important to people than Jesus himself when he is the head of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. we got a long way to go. Amen. We got a long way to go. But everybody need to say I'm working on it. And then most people didn't because they're not. Amen. Say I'm working on it. That sounds like a church that really is sincere and wants to do better. Amen. By Christ Jesus. Amen. So we need to keep Christ first. Amen. Everything you do in the church is supposed to uh supposed to lift up him and you know it's supposed to bring more attention to him not to ourselves amen everything that we do is with christ in your heart not a, a private agenda and it's so many people and that's why you see so many churches emptying empty mega churches who are emptying out because churches uh christ is not on the main agenda People want to exalt themselves. They want to make a name. They want to be first. They want to be the best. They want all of this stuff, and it has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him. Amen. So we need to lift him up and talk about him, talk about his great works, past, present, and future. And the Bible says greater works will we do. And we won't do greater works if we're not in him, by him, for him, loving him representing him we will not do the greater works but it's so many people out in the world that really need christ they need to hear from you amen we were talking uh, i think i was talking to um to sheree and and to nola about passing up opportunities and we all do it but you know when we do that repent and just ask god to open that door of opportunity again where you can talk and share Christ with people. We all, you know, it's like uh, when Nola was doing the offering, the one thing that stuck out with me that she was saying was that shame will come over you. And I think that's what we ministered on last week. You know, how that when you're in the hellacious middle and you're, you're in the middle of a storm and you get mad at the Lord because things are not going your way or you're not happy with what the way things are going. You don't want to share Christ with anybody. But God will open that door of opportunity for you to give you an opportunity to reveal Christ to them. And that's adding to your good. And in a funny kind of way, that's how you get your deliverance. Amen? By ministering to others. And so Christ is the head of the church. 
and he expects us to share him and the way people get to know him more is to to look at how we live because we are his examples you know everything that we say everything that we do the way we live you know exemplifies christ or it's supposed to amen and so you know i hear so many excuses people say well i don't want to go to church no more i got my feelings hurt well you're gonna get your feelings hurt wherever you go you're gonna get your feelings hurt when you're doing nothing to people but they're going to get offended about something the devil will make sure that they find something to get offended about what are you going to do stay home so you have to have Christ in your heart, and the main focus should be that we want to serve him, not man. We're not here for man. We're here for Christ. He is the head of the church. Amen. What Jesus said, he's coming back for the bride. Are you the bride? I am. I guess over here, y'all ain't the bride. Well, you better let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> God is watching let the redeemed of the Lord say, I see why that's in the Bible. It's like, if you are, say you are. <laughs> the glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Amen. And this is who God is uh, coming back for. Jesus is coming back for his bride. Amen. And, and you know, we need to get over petty things. And this is the, the bride, the church that he's coming back for have gotten over petty things. They are mature bride. Amen. Who didn't let the flicker run out. Amen. They stay ready. Because there's so many things happening right now in the body of Christ. If you're being aware, you know, God is just ready to hit his end time bride. He is ready to send us in. In fact, it's already in motion where he is um, making people available to listen to what you have to say about Christ. Amen. You know, even if you're in a bad spot right now it it doesn't matter go up and minister to somebody if you feel led you know move by unction don't just go looking for somebody to say something to but but allow god to point the people out amen and be ready because this end time battle is going on whether you want it to or not amen we need to know who we are but moreover who our savior is and what he's done and what he means to the church and so we need to honor God, honor Jesus, honor him, his death, burial, and resurrection. Honor what he did at Calvary because he did it all for us. Amen. We're not living in this, this day and this time, and this is what I like. We're not living in this day and this time by accident. God ordained every person to live at this. I'm so glad he let me live another day. Amen. And that we're living in the best times. It seems like the worst times, but these are the best days. Amen. Because we get to fight for Christ. We get to reveal who he is in us and through us and reveal that to the world. We get opportunities to talk to people, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Isn't it wonderful to just see people recover and not just... I remember back in the day when we prayed and we wore and we fasted and we saw very little, you know, a victory. But now everywhere you look, people are, um, the devil is attacking, but people are being healed. People are being set free. People are being delivered. It's just so wonderful to be on the right side of God. If you're on the wrong side, get on the right side. Amen. Because the army of the Lord is marching forward. 
We're marching forward in power. We're marching forward in victory. God says we have victory already. And so we are marching forward, doing the things and the acts of God, doing what he's ordained us to do, doing the things that he's empowered us to do. Amen. And so it's, it's never a dull moment in the kingdom. People think being a Christian is a bore, boring. Well, that's if you're religious. But if you are a prophetic person, it's, it's a war to be won. And we're busy winning the war. Amen. And so everywhere you look, God will put you in the, in the foot uh, path or the path of someone that needs to hear what Jesus has done for you. Even if he's, you know, um, just woke you up to this morning, that's a victory. Amen. Amen. So we are not by accident because he's called each one of us within this framework to do something for him. You know, it's no sense in just sitting doing nothing for God, going, going to church every day, I mean every Sunday, and just not uh, sharing Christ with somebody. Amen. And so you never know who uh, you may run into. Sheree uh, ran into some man. He was, used to be a mobster, used to kill people for a living. But, you know, and drive the getaway car. And he had cancer and he needed a healing. And so she didn't back down from him. You know, she, I told her, I said, well, did you have one foot on the pedal or I wanted to ask you? <laughs> but he needed a healing and he shared that with her. And, and she told him, well, I used to work in the cancer center and I saw almost all those patients get healed. People are strategically put where you are on purpose by God. Amen. And so you need to share, share these things. And when you share this with people, let us know so that we can let other people know so that will encourage because it encouraged me. Amen. And so it will always encourage others when they know that they're not the only ones being dumped, pushed you know, forward. You know, God is thrusting his people forward so that we can do a great work for him. And that's what being the end time warriors are all about. And it's an exciting time. Amen. So why don't we go to, um, let's get in the word, uh, John 14. Hallelujah. We need to step it up. Amen. And do the works of him that sent us while it is yet day, because when darkness comes, no man can work. Amen. Hallelujah. John 14. It's Jesus, because uh, we are called to the kingdom of God for such a time as this, he is ready to have us represent him. Amen. And he says in verse 12, 14, John 14, verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you that he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Amen. He says, I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So when you speak to people about Jesus, God is being glorified in his name. Amen. It says, it says go, go back to 12, it says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes. You have to believe. And when you believe and you, you make a declaration in his name, you speak life to a situation, 
in the name of Jesus. He says, I will do it for you. But you have to believe it. You ever spoke these things you didn't know, you weren't sure if he was going to do it? Well, I think he's going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. But you weren't sure. And sometimes that's why there's more warfare needing to be done over that word. But you know what? Keep, keep proclaiming. Keep doing the things that you know to do. Keep going on for Christ because it's so worth it. Pretty soon you'll be convinced. <laughs> Amen. So verse 14 says, and if you ask anything in my name, he says, I'll do. I'll do anything, but if you believe it. And so there's such thing as you, keep, you can keep on convincing yourself by quoting the word of God, speaking the word, living the word, reading the word, you know, open up, opening up the, the bread of life and allowing it to speak to you and overcome you and overpower you. You know, you can get lost in the word so much so that you can start to become a believer. <laughs> There's so many people who are saved, but they truly don't believe. They want to believe, but I got news for you. You can convince yourself that this word is true. You can convince. You keep getting in the word. You keep opening up that word. You keep reciting the word. And I'm telling you. And the thing about it that I like that this scripture is talking about, it says, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So you glorify God when you preach Jesus to others, when you declare it in your home. When you declare it over your situation, in Jesus' name, God will, you know, bring family reconciliation. In Jesus' name, you know, I, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. And so when you declare a thing, anything that you believe, even if you don't believe it in the beginning, you continue to declare it, you'll start to believe it. Amen? And there's nothing wrong with that. They, that may sound funny to the religious. But I'm telling you, you can't convince yourself that the word is true. You keep speaking it. You keep reading it. You keep declaring it. It will become a part of you. Amen. And, and even if you don't believe it and having people around you that keep saying, putting you right on straight street. Nope, that's not the word. But we're going to believe this. We're going to stand on the word. You'll start believing it because we don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> it's everywhere. And it's good to have people who believe, you know, who, who keep you on the straight street, that won't let you give in to symptoms, won't let you give in to whatever Satan is doing to you. And so it's good to have people around you who, I don't care what your symptoms are, who are you going to believe, man or God? Amen. You, you are to believe the report of the Lord because he's who called you, commissioned, sent, and anointed you, not man. And so we must believe what God is saying to us. And if you continue to uh, minister in Christ Jesus and believe the word, it will come to pass. Amen. Let's go down to verse 16. It says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. So you are not alone in this venture. We are not alone when God uh, gave us authority to use the word and wield it as a sword and to use our authority and bind and to loose. You're not in it by yourself because we have a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Amen. It says we have another helper that he may abide with you forever. So he's never going to leave you. Amen. He sticks around. 
he don't run from trouble. And when you get in a bind, you know, if you get in a situation where it's hard to minister or whatever's going on, the devil tries to invade on in in that thing the holy spirit is there for you for to help you to back you up at all times amen so it says that i am here and i abide with you forever verse 17 says the spirit of truth so the holy spirit is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive are y'all here the world do not understand they cannot receive it it says because it neither sees him nor knows him so the world doesn't know the holy spirit can't see him so they certainly don't believe him and they don't encourage you in it amen he says but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you because he is in us and we are in him amen so he'll never leave us he's always there for your backup the spirit of truth who abides in us but the world cannot receive him because the world cannot see him or know him. But we know him, amen. We know him and we abide in him. So the Holy Spirit operates as a helper for the church through gifts, through gifts, through um, talent, and through other supernatural means, amen. The Holy Spirit acts like a helper when you speak on a thing. He's there, and he puts his anointing on what you say. And so the Holy Spirit is there as a helper for the church, and he comes in in the form of power. Amen. When you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. The Holy Spirit shows up. So the, so the Holy Spirit is there, and he never leaves. Amen. So, but we know him because he dwells in us. But he has to be demonstrated through people. Jesus needs us to demonstrate the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so never think that you are not needed or God didn't call you to do a certain thing. You know, if you can just speak life to somebody, tell them Jesus loves you. You know, whatever you do, God will honor it if it's coming from a pure heart. Amen. You know, whatever you, you uh, want to share with people. Uh, God puts his anointing, the Holy Spirit backs you up, and he puts his anointing on it and and, and make you um, heard, I'll say it like that, make you appreciate it because it goes through, it sears through, amen, people, and all of this resistance, when you have the Holy Spirit backing you up, the power sears through resistance, it sears through whatever is, is opposing you, and the devil can't handle the Holy Spirit, amen. And so no matter how you feel, press forward in what God has told you to do. The Holy Spirit makes us global because we are one body in Christ. So can you imagine everybody operating out of the Holy Spirit at one time? You're global. And this is what makes the church powerful. But everybody over here wants to do this thing. Everybody over here don't believe in that power. Or they don't believe these things. And this is what separates the the church amen because the church is one we are one and so when you don't or i don't believe in that scripture but i believe in this it's not done like that you know you believe the whole bible you know the full gospel and you believe everything that god has said if you don't believe everything then you don't believe any of it because then you're leaving it up to you to be the judge when god is the only righteous judge and then we're judging 
the works of him that sent us. Amen. And so, amen. And so we have to experience everything and we have to do it all. The Bible says, having done all, stay one in a global atmosphere with Christ. Christ makes us global. And see, this is why the church goes beyond the walls. Church is, is everywhere who, who um, people are on one accord. And so we have to stay with what God is doing. God set it up like this, and man should not feel like he can separate it. Amen. So the Holy Spirit operates as the helper of the church, and it's a supernatural operation. We can see because he doesn't want us putting our hands on what the Holy Spirit is doing. And let's turn to 1 Corinthians 10. I wasn't going to go there, but let's do that. 1 Corinthians 10. First Corinthians 10, verse 17. Hallelujah. This is, for we through many are one, one bread and one body. For we all partake of one bread, that one bread, and that bread is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we operate as one body. And so there's many churches and, and a lot of church walls dividing us. But when your heart is with the Lord and when it, you know, you have one mission, we all are global, we become one. Amen. And he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always or, or he'll never leave us comfortless like orphans. Or leave us helpless because he is the helper of the church. So this mission that we're on to proclaim Jesus to the world, we're not in it by ourselves. We're doing this with the help of the Holy Spirit, amen, and with Jesus' authority. With his, he's given us the okay. And he says, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to the poor, to the sick. Give them hope. Help them. And there's a lot of different ways that you can show Christ, you know. There's many different ways you can show Christ through love and through caring. Amen. So there is a world filled with people today who are oppressed and hurting, bruised and downtrodden, whose lives haven't, uh, have lost meaning. We all know people like that. And if you don't, God's going to make sure that you run into people like that. Amen. They're just wandering through life with no hope and no direction. But the reason we're on the earth now is to set them free and to help, amen, help point them in the right direction of Christ. Because people really, you know what I found out? They really do want Christ. They really do. And they know a lot of people know Christians, but we are mealy-mouthed. And we don't talk about Christ too much. You know, we just are very passive. But we're living in the end times where God is expecting more from his people. Amen. Hallelujah. The love of Christ will cause you to demonstrate him and to reach out and minister to their lives. Minister how much he loves you and, how, and what he's done for you. And this is why we celebrate the birth of the Lord, our Lord and Savior. It's not about gifts. It's not about, you know, all of this stuff. 
you know, it's good to give, and I, I love giving, and I do give all the time. But the basic reason for the birth of Christ was to come on this earth to save the world. Amen. Save the world from ourselves. <laughs> Amen. And that's the ultimate victory. The ultimate victory, or I'll put it like this, the Christmas story, is really to encourage us in Christ Jesus and allow us to share Christ you know, with others, and this is why we have Christmas. That's what it's really about. Amen? It's not about, and it's good to give. Most people don't do it anyway, and they should, because that's another expression of Christ's love. Amen? And so it shouldn't be ignored. But what I'm saying is that's not the biggest and the most important thing. The most important thing is displaying love to other people. And that's what's important. When you display love to other people, you are showing people Christ. Because he is love. Amen. He is not angry. He is not stuffy. He is not standoffish. He is not flaky. Amen. But he is love. And he loves everybody. And so this is the reason we're on earth now. This is the reason God allowed us to uh, be here for such a time as this, is to show the love of Christ and to share what he's done for us and what, he, what he's about. Because we lost the world when, when they found out that Jesus came of a virgin birth. We lost them because they didn't believe it. <laughs> They did what the other, they rejected her. There's people that rejected her because they said, how can this be? Well, she said, how can this be to the angel? But you know what? She continued to go forth and obey the angel that God sent to her. And it was good that her uh, her husband, um, or what what was he? What do you call it? Her fiancé. Her fiancé. Believe the story because Christ was in him, amen. But most people, most of y'all would have grabbed a hat, amen. But you know, he stuck with her and she did give birth to the Savior of the world, amen. Hallelujah. So, the reason we are on the earth is to set people free, and this is what it is whether you, you put something, hang something on a neighbor's door, or deliver, uh, whatever you do. It's a show of Christ. Amen. You know, and so you just have to do and be led by God. Be led by the unction of God. Amen. But we must demonstrate the love of Christ. And, and this is what the church is for. The church is not for any other reason but to share the love of Christ and demonstrate the love of Christ in your life. Amen. This is the ultimate victory. You know, Jesus has given us victory. He's given us a, a, a authority and power over the enemy over the works of the devil but the ultimate victory is sharing christ with others amen christmas is more than just about the birth of christ but it's how he lived and what he did you know somebody told me the other day it's the man in the red <laughs> i know like man in the red i never heard but you know everything that he did was in red writing thanks to ray i'm like man in the red but anyway it was it was uh, about what he did, the works of Christ, and what he did when he, you know, walked this earth. 
and it's so important and not just on christmas christmas is, must is when we remember and when we celebrate but it's christmas every day it's christ's day every day amen but and we have to remember that and so when when we want to do other things or when we are led to to the devil will try to lead us astray but you have to always come back Come back to where Christ led you. Come back to the last place that you got help when you needed help. And allow the Lord to, to use you in this end times because we really are in the end times of God. Amen. People like saying it, but they really don't know what that entails. Because that entails there's time and God has given us a chance and enough time to bring the people in for Christ. Get them saved. Amen. Because I'm telling you, people are going home every day. They're going to go. They're going somewhere. I'll put it like that. But we believe and we hope that you know people are going to heaven. But I know, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. So I don't have any worries about my family. But everybody's family is not serving God, and so God wants us to find these people. Well, He'll bring them to you. You don't have. And open up your mouth. Yes, shame is going to hit you. Yes, you know, I was looking, I was in the market, and this girl was sick up at the cash register. And she was so sick, she was bending down in between her customers. So when I got up there, I said, are you sick? And she said, yeah. And she was real nervous. She didn't want to talk. And I wanted to just reach out and touch her, but I didn't want her to think I was crazy. But I told her, I said, you want me to pray for you? I can pray for you when I go over to the door when you ring me out. And she said, yeah. So I think Jasmine was with you. Were you with me? And we prayed for her, you know. But I just wanted to touch her. But it was just, she was nervous. I guess she didn't want to get in trouble. And I, I didn't want to get in trouble, you know. <laughs> but that thought, that thought hit me and said, leave her alone. Don't say nothing to her. You know, but she was a young girl, and she was in so much pain. She was doubled over in pain. But after uh, Jasmine and I prayed for her, and then we got our, our food out of the cart, and when we looked back, she was bagging food, acting like. And I told Jasmine, I said, look, she's bagging food. So I, but I, I wanted to do more, you know, sometimes. But sometimes you don't know, you don't know what's enough. But sometimes that's enough. Amen. And so we did. And I said, well, when she feels better, she'll know that God did it. And that's the important thing, that God loves her so much that he would just heal her without a touch. Because she wanted, she wanted some relief. And sometimes people's faith is out there when they are very desperate. And I thought about that. I said, Lord, please let this be one of those times. <laughs> But she was better, and she was bagging, and she wasn't bagging before, and so because we bagged on. But I know uh, the people that was right behind me, she was bagging, and she was that look wasn't that terror look was not on her face. God is faithful; He's just looking for people, Amen, to obey Him and do what He's told us to do, Amen. Hallelujah! Why don't you go to First John three? Just talking a little bit about the Lord. And what he's done for us, he's done everything for us, everything for us, and then some, everything and then some. Amen. Hallelujah. 
You know, when Christ was born, he made it possible for us to connect with God. Before he was, uh, before he came, there was no forgiveness of sin or remission of sin. So Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago to the end of Satan's rule over mankind. That ended Satan's rule over mankind. And wasn't that a glorious day? And this is why that devil has been fighting Jesus ever since. I think the Bible says something about he'll bruise the heel uh, of her, the woman's babe, child, her, her head. She would bruise his head. But he's always trying to uh, uh, stop the seed from coming forth. Amen. And so this is why we need, we're seed planters. We need to plant seeds of what Jesus has done. We need to plant seeds all the time and never stop. Look, when you minister, when you tell somebody Jesus loves you, that's planting a seed. When you tell somebody, I'm going to pray for you, you lay hands and you say, God is going to hear you, that's planting a seed. Because God never, see, he doesn't fail on his part. He comes through whether we know it or not. He comes through and he will forever um, lay that on that person's mind. So that they can think about it and desire more of him. Because it's the goodness of God, God that leads men into salvation. Amen. And so he, all he needs us to do is just do a little bit. And it's just going to cost you a little bit of embarrassment sometimes. But you know what? The more you get into it, the, more, the less it bugs you. Because it's like second nature. Ain't that right, Miss Jan? It's like second nature. That's your job. This is what you do. Whether it's handing out tracts or whatever it is that you do, it becomes second nature. And I'm telling you, we're coming into the times where we got to stop being ashamed. Amen. we got to be stopped. Because I'm going to tell you, this is what's something that I learned uh, when I was at the hospital visiting somebody uh, earlier this year. And there was this man on a on a cane, and he was I, I saw him, and he and you could tell he was in pain, and he stopped and was just trying to get himself together. And I wanted so bad to lay hands on him and say, "Brother, do you?" But he he was looking so mean. You know they have them bulldogs out so you don't say nothing to him. And so he was in my way. I couldn't get around the sidewalk for him, so I had to say something to him. And so I said, are you all right? Are you okay? Yeah. You know. And I said, okay. I said, well, do you want prayer? No. I'm like, okay. I said, well, Jesus loves you anyway, you know. But he needed prayer. But sometimes people have these guard dogs out. But just mention him. Just mentioning him. And you know what? I bet you he won't pass up prayer anymore because he needed prayer in the worst way. And so, but you know, sometimes you just have to keep going. And these things make you stronger. They make you more encouraged. Don't let these bulldogs, you know, encourage you to stop. But, you know, you're going to run into a bulldog or two. But continue to go and continue to minister for Jesus Christ. Because this is what we're on the earth for, especially at, in this time. You know, after Eve was deceived in the garden, and that's in Gen- Genesis 2.19, if you want to write that down. And then Adam sinned, they became separated from God. But Satan didn't win the victory, and mankind won because Jesus had to get another plan. How many of you know God always has a plan? And he always has a plan. 
Hallelujah. So God, through the birth of Jesus Christ, you know, he brought him uh, to life so that he can put him on the cross. And so there was a limited time for his ministry. You notice how when you read the man in the red, you notice how every time you turn around, when you're reading, it seemed like he went from one situation to another. You know, when he was in, in, in I think it's in, in uh, John, when he, or Luke, I know it's the fourth chapter, and he was uh, talking to the church. And when he read the scroll and he said, this day, you know, um, you can have, what this day, yeah, this, this scripture, this day, this scripture can be fulfilled in your ears. And after, right after that, he was on going on to legions. You know, he just, when he was going on, he never rested. And I was always wondering then, you know, when he, the, 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 the Jairus' daughter who was sick. And then the woman, here comes the woman with the issue, and he said, wait a minute, he went over her. It's because he had a limited time. He knew that his ministry was only going to be three years. He waited until he was 33 to do a three-year ministry and then go to the cross. And so we don't have forever. I think about that all the time. We don't have forever to sit up and try to decide whether we're going to minister to people. Amen. Because Jesus was always boom, 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 boom. You know, even if somebody, my daughter's dead, wait a minute, she just sleeping. Let me go over here because there's the woman with the issue. And then there's blind Bartimaeus, but I'll be back with you. You know, and so he never wasted time. This is what I'm trying to say. I noticed he didn't waste time. And did that put me under conviction? Yes. It put me under a lot of conviction, and it should have. And then I, and I understand that we need to do more for God. Amen. Every chance, every day is a new opportunity. So let's see, 1 John 3. I forgot about 1 John 3, verse 8. And it says, he who sins is, wait a minute, is that it? 1 John, oh, wait a minute, I don't have 1 John 3. That must be wrong. For his purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's the one I want. Is that it? Okay. Oh, you know what? I looked it up in the Amplified. That's why it's different. Okay. So in verse 8 it says, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Let's see, I think the Amplified says, For his purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. But long and short, we know that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen? He wants to destroy the work. He is not with, you know, he is not, he does not want one devil to get away with what they're doing. Amen. Hallelujah. So Christmas is a reminder that Jesus came to earth so that we would uh, uh, experience victory over circumstances and over the works of the devil. That's what this is all about. It's not about nothing else. It's not about partying. <coughs> it's not about getting drunk and all having fun and all that stuff. You can have fun chasing devils. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Well, that didn't go over very well. 
but it's still the truth. <laughs> and we can live victoriously on this earth for a long time. As long, look, the, the Bible says this, as long as we are here on this earth, we will live victoriously. Amen. So that means crushing the devil's head wherever we see him, wherever we can, at every opportunity. Amen. And, and another thing, it may not look like you have victory, but as long as you know who you are, when you know who you are in him, see, you don't do anything by yourself. You de- do things in his name. He says to anybody that believes in his name, he'll do it. Amen. And so we're not doing anything on our own volition, but we are doing things in his name, by his name, with his power. Amen. According to his power. He's given us the necks of our enemies. He's given us authority and power. He's given us the the ability to bind and to loose, to set apart truth from evil, and to acknowledge truth and speak truth. Amen devil don't like truth he likes half truths he likes compromise amen but we are are here to do a complete work for god amen and so uh, jesus gives us victoriously a power victoriously and he's given us the next of every enemy that will come against us amen we have victory over obstacles we have victory over circumstances we have victory over our health, finance, over family troubles, and over job situations. We have authority. Amen. Hallelujah. And the beauty of the, the Christmas story is that the story of Christmas gives us hope. Amen. In the old little town of Bethlehem. It gives us hope. And it lets us know that God, Jesus is with us, that he is God. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And the good thing is Jesus is standing on the right hand or sitting on the right hand of the Father forever, making intercession for us. So he is praying for us right now. He is praying for us. He never leaves us without something to fall back on. Amen. We have victory over all obstacles. You know, we have victory over every situation that comes into your life. We have victory over things that happen to other people, other people, especially people in our families. You know, uh, Jesus has already rooted out the devil, and he's given us power and authority. We need to learn how to use it. You know, let me tell you why most people don't, you don't have the power. We have it, but we don't know who we are. And when you don't know who you are, that power don't work. But if you know who you are, then that power will work. Let's go to John 10.10. 10. Hallelujah. And most of you know what that is. John 10.10. 10. Hallelujah. Jesus' uh, mission was just for us, for man, totally. Amen. It was totally for man. And he didn't leave anything out. John 10, 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy. He says, But I have come that they may have life in it more abundantly. Have you ever heard, you know, there's always a crowd buzz in the religious arena. And you hear people saying, uh, The devil is here to kill. You hear kill, steal, destroy. 
kill, steal, destroy. You hear that all the time. But you don't ever hear about the life. Amen. But I have come to give you life. Yes. Amen. It, it more abundantly. And when Jesus speaks, he speaks life on situation, dead situation. When God spoke to the infirmament, when it was dark, he said, let there be, and it was. It was light because he spoke life to the darkness, and it, then it was. So in other words, his mouth created things. We have that same power to create. The create the, that creative let of the word is in our mouths. It's in mine, and it's in yours. Amen. All we have to do is trust it and know it so we can speak life to anything that's dead. So when people ask us, well, what's God going to do in your situation? Tell them. Because you can speak life to what's dead. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But see, we want to wait until we see it before we speak it. It doesn't work like that. It works in the the opposite motion. So we speak. It's like this. We believe, and so we speak. And then it happens. Amen. Because see, what you speak creates what doesn't exist what you speak will create what doesn't exist amen when you speak the word or when you create something you're planting seeds and those seeds grow amen and so you have to continue to plant seeds seeds of 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 power wisdom seeds of authority anything that you want to see happen you sow that seed I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's planting a seed. Amen. You're speaking life. You, yeah, you got pain. And yeah, you may have whatever, tubes or what. But if you keep speaking life to your situation, it's going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because this is, this is how faith works. Faith doesn't see it before it speaks it. Faith is, is blind, you know, but it has a voice. And it speaks, and when faith speaks, it comes to pass. Amen. You have to breathe life on whatever it is that you are concerned about. You speak life to a, a kids on drugs, you know. You know, you speak, uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel like paying all that money to go to some, <laughs> speak life, life. <laughs> Get get well. Read your Bible. <laughs> but you have to, you must speak life. Speak life. And, yes, yeah, some things take a little longer. And some things look like it will never happen. But I'm telling you, if you continue to speak life, you will see the manifestation of whatever it is that you want to see. Amen. Because you're speaking what you want to see. You're not speaking what you already see. That's why you need to speak it. (laughs) Amen. So we speak life. When you speak life, you're doing the same thing that God did when he said, let there be light. And there was light. You know, and then he started to create things after, you know, it was no more uh, null and void. And he started to speak to animals came and all this other stuff, sun and the moon and the stars and that happened not because he saw anything he it happened because he spoke it into existence and we have that same opportunity amen why because christ is in us 
and he's the hope of glory and he and god's given us all of these weapons of warfare he's given us that the ability to speak things and see it happen amen hallelujah so jesus is called so many things you know and i think we need to continue to learn and talk a little bit more about him before we leave it's just because of jesus everything happens amen jesus is called what is he called he's called a lot of different names one name is emmanuel and that's in matthew 1 and that what that everything that he is called has a a meaning and that word emmanuel it means christ with us or god with us and that and that's because he never leaves nor does he ever forsake amen he in other words he's with you all the time whether you know it or not amen matthew 1 verse 23 let's see where is it okay 123 it says behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which is translated god with us amen so you know this is what his name is and it's also if you want to write down isaiah 7 14 because in isaiah 7 14 it's the same scripture it talks about a virgin being giving birth to a son and his name being called emmanuel so it's in isaiah 7 14 if you want to write that down hallelujah so who promises to never leave you and forsake you he promises never to leave you and forsake you let's go to hebrews 13 stay with me because i'm jumping all over the place hebrews 13 verse 5 it says let your conduct be without covetedness and be content with such things as you have for he himself has said i will never leave you nor forsake you so in other words if you don't have you've got the comforter you've got jesus if you don't have nothing else amen he's more than enough he will never leave you nor forsake you the christmas story is a is a love story also hallelujah and that's in john three sixteen. we know what that is but let, let's go there anyway john three sixteen. hallelujah and it's so god for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life amen in other words it talks about the gift of life and the one way to god is through the son now you know people talk about their god and how many ways they you know some people say they uh what is that meditate and they do all this other stuff and it centers them and they get to god but i'm telling you it just said here <laughs> that you it's through his son amen did y'all hear that on this live stream whoever's watching the only way to get to god is through his son we just read it amen so tell everybody you know hallelujah that's the only way i don't know where meditating and all this levitating i don't know where that gets anybody and i'm not into that 
but I know you get to the Father through the Son. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians fifteen and verse fifty seven. Hallelujah. Christ is our victory, and that's what it talks about. It says, Thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So you gotta go through the the Son to get to the Father. And he gives us victory. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, God gives us victory. See, you see in something, they work hand in hand because they are one. Uh, Amen. And then the Holy Spirit is there to encourage you and to direct you, to guide you, and to help you. Amen. And so to do, you know, to do the works of Christ. And so God, Jesus, and the, the Holy Spirit are working as one because they are one. But they have different functions. Amen. And so we need to get to know every personality that there is. We need to know all of them. Amen. So thanks be to God who gives us victory through Jesus Christ. In other words, we are triumphant through him. And that's what the Christmas story is. It represents. It represents victory through Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians, let's flip over. It's not far. Second Corinthians 2. Well, just push your buttons. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Hallelujah. And it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ. Amen. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So in other words, we're poured out in every direction. In other words, we're widely spread. When we preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. We represent God. And he he is there helping us. The Holy Spirit is helping us. But I'm telling you, when you minister, you pour out in every direction. Amen. And that's what it's saying. It says, let me read it again. Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. And see, you got to be in him. We don't do what, none of this is done on uh, just us. This is not about us. This is in him, by him, for him, with him. You got to be in Christ, amen, to get victory, to triumph over anything, amen. But it says that through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place, Amen. In other words, we have a sweet aroma when we go out and minister to the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Let's see. Am I going any further? So we we triumph in him in different ways. Who we are, we're more than conquerors. Amen. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 37. And it says here, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors 
through him who loved us. Amen. We are more, more than we're over and above. Amen. A conqueror. Hallelujah. In other words, we get super victories. Not just victories, but super victories. Amen. Amen. Because we're overpowering the atmosphere. The atmosphere is charged with the power of God and we overpower. Because we're more than conquerors. (laughs) Hallelujah. We are more. Why? Because we have him in us. Not because you're special. But because... (laughs) But see, if we could just stay out of, it's us. It ain't us. But it's him, it's us in him and and us operating in him. Amen. And then we see the victory from what we do in him. Hallelujah. And I just like verse 38 because it's verse 38. For I am persuaded. It's one of my favorite scriptures. That neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's the grace of God. That's all that was saying. The grace of God enables us. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the grace of God. All right, First John 5. I'm almost done. Well, we were in First John before. Yeah, now we got to go to First John 5. <laughs> Let's see, verse 4. And it talks about whatever is, whatever is born of Christ overcomes. Amen. So if 1 John 5. 5 verse 4 it says for whatever is born of god overcomes the world hallelujah so it's no such thing as the world overcoming you we overcome the world one scripture says by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony amen but see when we get around the world we don't say a word we submit (laughs) amen we start messing with mr in between Amen. But whoever overcomes, oh, verse 4, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. And that is our faith. Amen. So your faith causes you to overcome. Your faith, is, uh, your faith has a voice. Your faith speaks. Your faith has action. Your faith hears. Faith hears differently from the natural realm. You may hear something, I hear something different. Whoever is in faith. Amen. Let me give you an example. Faith says, I can. People who are not in faith says, I can't. It's too hard. Or I'm tired. Amen. So faith has ears. Faith has a voice. Faith does all this stuff, and it says here that it causes you to to prevail and have victory. Amen? Hallelujah. Verse 5, I'm going to read it again. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So 
our faith overcomes the world, and he who overcomes the world believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? Hallelujah. In other words, the knowledge of the power of Jesus causes us to overcome the knowledge of the power. The knowledge of the power of Jesus causes us to overcome. Who you are causes you to overcome. What you believe causes you to overcome. How you react to troubles causes you to overcome. You get all overwhelmed, you you know, you don't follow through like you're supposed to because you're overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, all you have to do is repent and get back with God and you will overcome. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. We overcome with our faith. Amen. Faith has a testimony. <laughs> People, if you're not in faith, you don't have a testimony. But faith has a testimony. And faith always says, I can. We can take this mountain. You know, they're not, we're not uh, like ants to them. You know, that they are not, we're not grasshoppers and they're not giants to us. We can take this land. So faith has a voice, faith believes, and faith gets victory. This is why faith gets victory. Amen? Hallelujah. So, so who is he that overcomes the world? Those that believe in Jesus Christ. Those who enjoy and understand the other part of what Christmas is all about. The Christmas story is to set men free. It's not just about what you want what you want to write on your in your stock get in your stocking but christmas is about the victory of jesus christ and the works of jesus you know in addition to this other stuff amen now the heart christmas also is a giving having a giving heart and that's that's good but we can't leave out the works of jesus amen this christmas story is the ultimate story because it, it sets people free, free from bondage, and enables us to do the works of him that sent us. Amen. Victory is possible for us only because of the day Jesus was born. That's the only reason we get victory. If it hadn't been for the Christmas story, if it hadn't been for Jesus coming to this earth, we would not have victory over sin. We would not have victory over death. We would not have victory over sickness and disease. We would not have victory over poverty. We wouldn't have victory over anything. But because of this man called Jesus, we have victory over everything that gets in the way of us living a good life. Amen. Because God wants us to have a good life. He wants us to have the blessed life. You know, we're in covenant. The covenant allows us. The covenant says that we're blessed and we're supposed to have a blessed life. But I'm telling you, the devil's going to try to stop it. But you have victory because of Christ Jesus. You have the weapons of your warfare, and they're not carnal but mighty through God. And so we need to use these weapons and, and you know, get them off the shelf. <laughs> Start to use the weapons and not just look, look, at, look at what the situation is and wonder what can you do. You can always open your mouth. Amen. There's life in your mouth. Hallelujah. Christians should um, understand the gift and recognize the gift that we've been given. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 9. It's the last scripture. I know y'all tired of flipping. And some of y'all are tired of pushing those little buttons. 
not even working hard. We're working hard over here. Isaiah 9. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been redeemed back from sin. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed back from sin. And that word means vindicated. It also means restored, liberated, declared righteous. I like that one. So you've been declared righteous. Yes, I don't care how much wrong you've done, you've been declared righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. You've been reclaimed or restored. You know, it's like an old piece of vintage furniture. You know, you didn't, they didn't sand you all down and, 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 you know, take a saw and saw you into something different. But you remained the same, but there was something new about you. Fixed. You got fixed. <laughs> restored. Amen. In other words, you have a new identity and a new, you're a new creation. Same piece of wood, but it has a new glow. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's so, when you start talking about Jesus and what he's done, it's, it never stops. Let's go to verse 6 in, in uh, chapter 9 of Isaiah. Let's see. And it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful consular mighty god amen you know jesus was a gift to man and that's why he was called all these things so we need to understand exactly what these names mean you know if you have a name be careful what you name your children be careful what you let you allow your adult children to name their children because you are what you're called. You 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 are what your name is. <laughs> Amen. So unto us a child was born and unto us a son was given and government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called wonderful. And that word wonder that word wonderful means wonder. It means sense a sense of awe. Jesus is a sense of awe, and that's why he was called wonderful. That word counselor, who gives us personal counsel and direction. He's our counsel. Mighty God of unlimited power. That's what that word mighty God means, unlimited power. An everlasting father. One who will be with us forever and help and guide us forever. He doesn't leave you when you get in trouble. The Prince of Peace, one who brings peace, that passes that peace that passes all understanding to those who well please him. There is so much in the name of Jesus, and he lives in us always. Amen. Wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the God that's more than enough. Amen. And I like to say the God that supplies us. Everything that we need, he supplies. There is nothing that we can need that God doesn't have. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, because he is our peace. 
Hallelujah. And verse 7 says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. There's no end to God's peace. There is no end to his peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom in order it and to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. He will perform this. In, the, in other words, he will grow up to be a king. That's what he's, this is really telling us. Hallelujah. And he will increase his government. Justice and judgment will be established. So all of these words, when it talks about Jesus, they mean something. It's good to look it up and know exactly who we worship what, God, what Christmas really involves, who Jesus really is, what he did for us, why, why we serve him, and why we need to serve him more. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we talked a little bit about Jesus, and so I I'm, I'm, hope that you go home and look up the scriptures that I gave you and just dwell on him for the rest of the evening. Now, there's time for fun. Jesus wants us to have fun. You know, it, he had fun when he went in them churches kicking over them money tables. He had fun when he spoke confusion on them Sadducees and Pharisees. You know, he spoke in parables for a reason because he knew they were too carnal to understand what he meant. So he had fun messing with those devils and, and then uh, annihilating them at the end. He never left them, but he always took care of the situation. And so... As he is, we are. Amen. And so he is, we are in him. And so never look at a situation and think it's too hard for you to take care of. Because Jesus has given us all the uh, power. He's given us all of the tools that we need. He's given us everything that we need to annihilate the devil amen and to bring him to his knees in fact to cut off his head don't leave anything standing because i'm telling you he always comes back you know he came back when he tempted jesus it says when the jesus whipped the word on him he went back until another opportunity and so stay ready stay on uh alert not be in fear but keep your, what was Pastor Barb saying? Keep your wicks. Amen. And, and just stay full of the word. When you stay full of the word, your wick is filled. Amen. <laughs> stay ready because, you know, the, the, the devil wants to fight tooth and nail because he knows his time is yet short. And if he, can, if he can divert your attention away from what the real situation is about, that's what he's going to do if you let him. Don't get tangled up with people like that. Stay focused on what God is doing. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, why don't we stop, Father? We just thank and praise you. And we lift you up today, Lord. We thank you for Christmas. We thank you for Christ's birthday. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Father that you put to death your only son for us to be redeemed because you love us so much. You knew we needed a savior, and you gave us one. And now he sits at the right hand in your, at your throne forever making intercession for us. He's never left us. He is involved in every situation we get involved in. 
and he always comes for victory. He gives us victory. He is our victory. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that needs prayer before we go home? If you need prayer, why don't you?